0: Last Wednesday, President Biden stepped up to a podium at the White House.
1: I'm honored today to be joined by two of America's closest allies, Australia and the United Kingdom.
0: Joining him virtually were U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson and Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison. The three leaders were announcing a new security partnership in the Pacific. And the cornerstone of that agreement was a big defense deal.
1: We are launching... Consultations with Australia's
0: acquisition of conventionally armed nuclear-powered submarines. In a deal worth tens of billions of dollars, the U.S. agreed to sell nuclear-powered submarines to Australia.
1: We're joining together. Partnerships are getting stronger. This is what we're about.
0: It was the kind of news story that generally fades from the headlines pretty quickly. Except this one didn't because one country had been left out of last week's announcement. France. What none of those world leaders mentioned was that the U.S.'s new submarine deal with Australia would replace a previous submarine deal that Australia had with France. And that made France mad. That's the French foreign minister, Jean-Yves Le Drian, in an interview on French radio the day after the U.S.'s announcement. Le Drian said he was angry.
1: In this radio interview, he completely lashes out at the U.S.
0: That's our colleague
1: Matthew Dalton. He said that the Biden administration has stabbed it in the back. C'est vraiment bon français uh, un coup dans le dos. And perhaps worst of all, from the uh, French perspective, they said that the Biden administration was behaving like Trump. Cette décision unilatérale Brutal, imprévisible. Ça ressemble beaucoup à ce que faisait Monsieur Trump.
0: This unilateral, brutal, and unpredictable decision, he said, reminds me a lot of what President Trump used to do.
1: I had never heard any member of the French government get that angry about anything in my six years in Paris.
0: And that anger would only escalate.
1: The French were so upset because of the betrayal aspect of this, because of the lying. I think this is about humiliation and about respect.
0: Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Wednesday, September 22nd. Coming up on the show... The diplomatic spat between France and the US over a multi billion dollar submarine deal.
1: This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange traded funds with Global X ETFs. Exchange traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started.
0: How would you describe the relationship between the U.S. and France over history?
1: Well, France is the oldest U.S. ally. It came to the help of American revolutionary forces during the the war against the British. Um, Lafayette was key to helping the American revolutionaries win the war. And, you know, whenever a U.S. official, a senior U.S. official comes to France, that's sort of the first thing any U.S. official will say. I have said many times, as have all of my predecessors, that France is America's oldest friend, our first ally. It's almost like boilerplate. I'm here in France, the oldest ally of the United States. It was true when Lafayette crossed the Atlantic to help Americans achieve liberty. It was true in 1917 when General Pershing's army arrived in France and his aide proclaimed, Lafayette, we are here.
0: The relationship's old, but it hasn't always been rosy especially in the last few years.
1: You go forward to the Trump administration, there were a whole host of disagreements between France and the United States. Trump pulled the U.S. out of the Paris climate deal. He imposed tariffs on European goods, on French wines. He pulled the U.S. out of the Iran deal, which was one of the big foreign policy initiatives that was supported by the French So all of those things just led to a big deterioration in relations between not just France, but Europe overall and the U.S.
0: Biden ran on a promise to normalize relations with America's European allies. And as president, he's taken concrete steps to do it. He re-entered the Paris Climate Agreement, re-engaged with Iran on the nuclear deal. These steps made French leaders, including President Emmanuel Macron, hopeful.
1: First few months of Biden, things were going very well
0: there was a sense that things could sort of return to the status quo. Absolutely. And it seemed like the two countries had returned to that old status quo. Matthew saw it this past June at the G7 meeting in Cornwall, England.
1: Macron, Biden and Boris Johnson were there. Boris Johnson was the host of the meeting. Biden and Macron seemed to be getting on swimmingly.
0: Biden and Macron had a joint appearance by the sea.
1: They walked on the beach, they put their arms around each other. Biden said, I'm so happy to be here with the president of France. And I'm with the president of France. That makes me even feel better. <laughs> you know, America's back on the world stage. The United States, I've said before, we're back. The US is back. This is supposed to be the reconciliation between um, the U.S. and France and the other members of the G7 after four years of Trump in which there had been constant clashes.
0: And I think it's great to have uh, the U.S. president part of the club and uh, very willing to to cooperate. And I think that what you what you demonstrate is that leadership
1: is partnership. uh... So... All the optics, all the body language, the chemistry looked to be amazing.
0: But underneath those amazing optics, something else was going on, something President Macron and the public didn't know at the time. Australia's Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, was also at the G7 meeting, negotiating with Biden a new submarine deal a deal that would upend an agreement France already had with Australia. That deal, signed five years earlier, was known in France as the contract of the century.
1: So in 2016, France signed an agreement with Australia to supply 12 submarines to the Australian Navy. Those submarines were going to be diesel-powered submarines. They were going to be non-nuclear submarines. And it was worth... According to the latest estimates, $65 billion over the lifetime of the contract, which is going to last decades.
0: This contract also advanced a key goal of French foreign policy, to play a bigger role in security in the Pacific.
1: You know, this wasn't such a job creation project back in France. It's not like there were going to be thousands of new jobs created by this. This is more of a sending a geopolitical and diplomatic signal that Australia is now one of France's closest allies, and the two countries are going to be working very closely together.
0: That was the plan. But then Australia started to get cold feet.
1: So, Australia's diplomatic relations with China have been deteriorating for a few years. One thing in particular that happened was the prime minister of Australia called for a probe into the origins of COVID, and that there needed to be an objective investigation, and the Chinese did not take that well. They imposed tariffs on Australian exports.
0: It wasn't just this confrontation over COVID. China and Australia were clashing over a lot of things, from 5G technology to alleged spying and political interference. Meanwhile, China was pouring money into shipbuilding and anti-submarine technology. Australia got increasingly concerned that the French diesel-powered submarines wouldn't be sufficient for its security interests. So Australia started looking elsewhere.
1: Australia felt that it needed to go to the U.S., it needed to enter into some kind of new partnership with the U.S., and so Australian officials began to approach the U.S. about the possibility of getting nuclear submarine technology. Nuclear submarines can go pretty much indefinitely without being refueled. The only limitation on their range are food and water for the crew. You know, this gives them a range that's much greater than anything you can get with a diesel submarine.
0: These talks between the Australians and the Americans gathered steam, in part because they played into U.S. interests.
1: The Biden administration is very concerned about China's rising assertiveness in the region. China's making all kinds of noises in the South China Sea. They're treating it as not as an international waterway, but as their own sort of backpond. They're making threatening noises towards uh, Taiwan and undermining the independence of Taiwan. All those positions are very worrying to the U.S. And so together, the U.S. and Australia had very similar interests in containing Chinese assertiveness.
0: Soon the talks between Australian and U.S. officials reached the highest levels of government. That's what was happening behind the scenes of the G7 meeting in June. Biden was meeting with the prime ministers of Australia and the U.K. about the new submarine deal. And no one mentioned anything to Macron. At a later meeting with Macron, the Australian prime minister also failed to mention that he was about to cancel the French deal. So how did France find out about this new deal that didn't involve them.
1: They found out about it in the Australian media. <laughs> We've got Britain, the United States and Australia announcing an Indo-Pacific security pact which will see Australia get nuclear-powered submarines. But There were stories leaked on Wednesday morning of last week saying that there was this huge deal and they were going to cancel the French contract. And then... Later that day in Washington, the three governments, Biden, Morrison, and Johnson, had sort of a, a video press conference. And the next morning on Thursday is when Jean Yves Le Trian uh, began to lash out. C'est vraiment en bon français uh, un coup dans le dos. They were completely blindsided. And as Le Trian has said, this is not how you're supposed to treat allies.
0: French officials were mad and they were going to make sure the U.S. knew it. That's after the break.
1: This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, Whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com/journal. Terms and conditions apply.
0: After news broke last Wednesday that the US had the submarine deal, it didn't take long for France to act. First, France canceled a gala in D.C. This party was supposed to commemorate a revolutionary war battle in which Lafayette helped defeat
1: the British. That gala was canceled, and then... France has taken the extraordinary step of recalling its ambassadors from Australia and the United States as the row over their nuclear submarine deal intensifies.
0: How serious is it to call back an ambassador?
1: It's the biggest kind of diplomatic step for registering anger and discontent that is out there all steps beyond that lead to things like spying and 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 use of military force and if you're going beyond recalling ambassadors then things get really really bad and in the case of the us that was the first time france has recalled its ambassador in more than two centuries of diplomatic history between the two countries
0: Why were the French so upset?
1: The French were so upset because of the betrayal aspect of this, because of the lying. I think that, you know, when the French are talking to some of their closest allies, the U.S. and Australia, there's the expectation that there's going to be some honesty. So you take just this list of encounters between the two sides, meetings at various levels, going all the way up to the top, where nothing was said, and the French feel that they were betrayed and lied to.
0: Did the Biden administration anticipate that this submarine deal with Australia would upset France?
1: From their perspective, they saw the Australians coming to them, looking for help in containing the Chinese. If the Australians no longer wanted to deal with the French, then that was the Australians' decisions. They're a sovereign nation. And I think at some point, the Biden administration just said, the French will get over it.
0: Now, the U.S. is having to deal with the consequences of that decision. Last week, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki Face questions about France's reaction. I would first say that we value our relationship and our partnership with France on a variety of issues facing the global community, whether it's... Saki said the U.S. would continue to work closely with the French on shared priorities in the Pacific. Uh, She referred other questions to the Australians. I would leave it, of course, to our Australian partners to describe why they sought this new technology uh, and why they pursued this technology uh, from the United States. What have the Australians said?
1: The Australians have said, look, we're a sovereign nation. We have to do what's best for our national security. At this point in time, with the threat of China rising, we feel that having a nuclear-propelled submarine supplied by the United States is in our best national security interests, and we're going to go down that route.
0: For Australia... Matthew says the French snub could have immediate repercussions. The EU is currently in trade negotiations with Australia, negotiations that France could try to block. France's European Affairs Secretary said it was, quote, unthinkable to move forward on trade negotiations as if nothing had happened. And what could this mean for the US France relationship going forward?
1: It still remains to be seen how deeply this diplomatic crisis is going to permeate into all the kinds of economic and military and trade relationships that exist between the U.S. and France, but time will tell. Maybe fundamentally this is just about trust, whether France can trust the U.S., and, you know, whether the U.S. can trust France. And right now, the French government doesn't think it can trust America.
0: Today, Biden took a step to repair the U.S. relationship with France. He spoke to Macron by phone. The two leaders said in a joint statement that the current situation would have benefited from, quote, open consultations among allies. They also said they plan to meet in Europe at the end of October. And Macron announced he would send the French ambassador back to D.C., That's all for today, Wednesday, September 22nd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Thanks to Courtney McBride for her reporting on this story. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.